2: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and 92.9 The Game.com. Sam and Greg with you, wishing you, each and everyone, a happy new year. If you're listening to us around the area on 92.9 The Game or on the Odyssey app, you can hear us anywhere. And a shout out to all of our essential workers Absolutely. Um, who have to be uh, have to work today. They can't go out and, you know, they worked all through the night, some of them. You know what I mean? Just yeah. watching the seat, watching the roads, making sure everybody made their way home. After getting out and celebrating or whatnot, and we thank them for what they do always. But especially on a holiday when everybody else is kinda lounging in and or just enjoying people or cooking their black eyed peas and greens or whatever. Did you get your cans?
3: By the way, we all got our cans we got we got our black eyed peas for today. Got the black
2: eyed peas and oh man, yeah. Sausage in there, Garrett, you got your black eyed peas, hopefully. They're ready to go now.
3: Speaking of which, I bet you that Bob Rathman has a different perspective on our Purple Rain, Purple Haze, Prince versus Jimi Hendrix perspective. You think he was at one of Hendrix I, concerts? I, no, I don't know if he's at a Tim, Jimi Hendrix concert, but I think he... He may, Bob may have, man. You know, he, I think he, he realizes and recognizes the pioneer that the first guy who had a song that made the charts with Purple in it and his contribution to the world of rock music. Well, music, period.
2: Yeah, music, period. Yeah. So Absolutely. would you do
3: the honors, Miss Crenshaw? Absolutely, man.
2: Always great to catch up with this man. And a great way to bring in the new year, especially especially a morning after a big win on the road for our Atlanta like Hawks. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the voice of Atlanta Hawks on Valley Sports and Valley Southeast. Uh, Bob Rathbun joins us. Bob, happy new year. Happy new year. Hey, guys. Happy new year to you all. Good morning.
3: I, see, you hear that voice, Sam? Yeah. And not only do we, when we see him, he always oh, got a smile on his face. His voice sounds like a smile. It does. You know what I mean? It well, just well you the, know, if, if you get to do what he does, you smile too. I mean, he like, he like just like a, a bottle of Sprite. It's all effervescence and bubbly <laughs> and everything like that. Go ahead, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> well,
3: thank you for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> always great to catch up with you, Bob. And always great to talk about this Atlanta Hawks team, especially coming off a of win. Um That was great to see. Thoughts about what we saw yesterday afternoon uh, up in Washington. It's a great way to end the calendar year.
1: Oh, they needed a win so bad, Sam. Four straight losses. and in all four of those games, the Hawks had a double figure lead and let it get away. So to be able to finish it off yesterday was a step forward, I think. And it got a little shaky there in the last two minutes. But the Hawks overall, I thought played their best game in quite some time. Four guys had double-doubles. Trey was absolutely amazing uh, with 40 points and 13 assists. Jalen Johnson, oh my goodness, did we miss him? Getting him back on the floor has been just a breath of fresh air for this basketball team and the energy he brings. He was tremendous yesterday, had 24 and I think 13 rebounds, just great. And now it's time for this team to pick themselves up and, and get going in 2024. we got some ground to make up.
3: Bob, one of the things that Sam and I and, and people that we've had on the show talk about, when we talk about this Atlanta Hawks team, one of the words that's used is chemistry. One of the, the other things we talk about are guys getting healthy and coming back. But the other thing is defense. And defense is, not, is one of those things that we like to say won't to. And as we get into the second half of the season, what are you looking at when you, what are we looking at when we look at this Hawks team and that, I guess, commitment to playing defense? Uh, Do you like where it's at right now? Do you see it getting better? What are we looking at?
1: Yeah, I think it is getting better. I think you, uh, you know, having Hunter back, who's your arguably your best wing defender will, will make a difference too. And this is going to sound like a cop-out, and I don't mean it to sound that way at all because this team has defensive issues, and I'm not dodging the question at all. But I think in the NBA today, we have to, we in the media, we as fans, have to adjust our perceptions of what defense is anymore. The, the way the game is played today, with teams routinely taking 50-point shots, the skill level of these shooters, uh, the old days of 100 points being a barometer uh, has has gone the way of the dinosaur. If you could hold a team, and I told Quinn this, it used to be if you could hold a team to 22, 24 points a quarter, you were really good defensively, and you give up around, you know, somewhere between 88 and 102 points, and you are really considered an outstanding defensive team. I think we have to change that paradigm. I think now if you can hold a team under 30 points in a quarter, you've done a pretty good job defensively. Because I'm telling you guys, this three-point shot has changed everything. Washington yesterday took 53 three-point shots. Now, they did not shoot a high percentage, but they made 17. That's a ton of points. They outscored the Hawks by 15 points at the three-point line. It's just a different game. Now, do the Hawks need to get better defensively? Absolutely. They give up way too many points in the paint. Uh, They they yield a lot of open shots that they should not that are clearly defensive breakdowns. But I think going by points allowed – we got
2: we've got to change that spending time on the wait outline with Bob Rathman, uh this morning uh, talking Hawks basketball and he is social uh, you can find him always at Bob rathbun TV at Bob rathbun TV Trey young and his leadership and I you know I, I've heard him talk more about leadership this year Bob than than at any time since his arriving here in Atlanta um and I think a lot of people want to see that. And you talk about defense. I think the last couple of games, he's had three to four steals himself in the last uh, two or three games that this team has played. Talk about him asserting himself and being more of that leader uh, that this team desperately needs. hes I'm not saying he's one of the graybeards on the team right now, but it's still a young team. A lot of young guys are learning the NBA game.
1: Sam, I think he's having the best year of his career, and I think it's a direct result of having Quinn Snyder as his head coach. Uh, you mentioned the steals. Uh He's he's trying his best defensively. Look, Trey's not going to get any bigger. Uh, he's always going to be susceptible to the post-up and the pick-and-roll because when teams need a basket, they can isolate him. But that said, I, I really think the kid is doing great. You know, he came to us as a young man out, one year out of Oklahoma, played one way, knew only one way, and has adapted, I think, to the nba game he is now married he's a father of two the maturity that comes with that i think you're seeing that on the court um yesterday had it rolling not only with his points but also his assists i don't think he gets nearly enough credit Uh, i don't know that there's a superstar in the nba that passes the ball more than he does I mean, this guy has led the league in total assists the last two years. He's second to Halliburton, who's having just an unbelievable year passing the basketball. And he's right there with him. Uh, So I think this is the best version of Trey that we've seen in Atlanta. And I'm happy for him. I think he takes a lot of grief uh, for the things that he doesn't do. And we tend to overlook all the things that he does do. And he's, he's really made an effort. And I think Quinn has done an outstanding job with him uh, since taking over this ball club to get him to the point where, you know, he's taking charges. He's stealing the basketball. He's doing the things that he has to do to when he's out there for 40 minutes a night.
3: Bob Rathwin joining Sam and Greg sports radio, 92, nine, the game, 92, nine, the com on this new year's day you mentioned quinn uh sorry about three four times during this this segment here and i'd like you to take a second and tell me tell sam tell our audience something about this guy that we don't know whether it's basketball related or him as a man what don't we know about him that might surprise us
1: oh i don't know i think quinn's pretty much an open book i think the one thing about quinn that people might not understand because they can't get into practice like we do and, and see things is the fact that he is such a hands-on leader uh at practice guys he is talking to everyone he touches everyone he's interacting and I'm talking about from Trey right on down to the staff everybody who is in that gym and he commands a uh, great respect and I think a lot of that of course is his track record He's been a very successful coach in this league for a long time, and he's been in the game of basketball coaching for a long time. So he's got a great perception of the international game. He relates to the international players. He's obviously a former point guard, so he can relate to that aspect of the game. Offensively, I don't know that we've ever been better. Do you? I mean, we don't have any trouble scoring points. We put up 130 yesterday, and – could have had 140 if we'd hit our free throws like we should have so offense is his I think his number one I think he is he's got fantastic defensive principles but I think the thing that most people Greg would would kind of be astounded at is just how hands-on he is 24-7 with this ball club
2: so, Well Bob I want to ask you about the about the east uh, before we let you go here obviously the fourth teams at the top of the cast of characters that we can of expect you to be there in Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Miami. Orlando is there, and obviously this Indiana team showed itself during the in-season tournament. Uh, thoughts about those teams as being teams that the Hawks have got to find a way to, to kind of reel in and, and get in position with?
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I think the East is pretty balanced once you get past
1: those top three. Uh, Lots of good clubs. Uh, Some have underperformed, for sure. Uh, Toronto comes to mind. Uh, Maybe the Knicks, to some extent, maybe... Chicago to some extent. So I think the Hawks' opportunity is certainly there. We've got we to get our butts in gear for sure. But I think Boston is a cut above. I will say this. I think the Philadelphia 76ers are Boston's equal. Now, I don't know if that's going to play out in terms of the regular season record, but getting rid of Harden has turned that ball club around. Tyrese Maxey has exploded as a star. Embiid is unstoppable. And I I think they could give Boston all they want if they were to match up in a playoff series. I have questions about Milwaukee because I don't think they're very good or as good defensively as they have been. You can't lose a guy like Drew Holiday and not be. Um, So I have some questions about Milwaukee. But I think Philadelphia is Boston's equal. I think the challenge for the Hawks, let's get back to 500. Let's put a good run here in January at home with all these home games coming up. You know, fellas, we were on the road 17 days out of 31 in the month of December uh, and finally got back last night. We still got to go out next weekend, but at least we got some home games. We have had such an imbalance of, of a heavy road schedule. Take advantage of these home games. But uh, the East is, is interesting. And we got one coming in here. I am mean, not a Western Conference team, but we've got, I think, one of the great surprise teams in the league coming in here Wednesday night in Oklahoma City I think they and Minnesota are for real Uh, so it's going to be fun I think the Hawks got their work cut out for them but uh, I want to see what they can do I think getting at home and having that crowd behind them you have to turn this thing around at home we've been we've been pretty good on the road 9 and 10 is outstanding but we have not been good at home and that has got to change
3: Listen, this is not the question I want to ask, but as I was listening to Bob, Sam, I was thinking about those years when the Hawks used to split for a couple of weeks. Remember when the circus used to come to Atlanta? Oh, yeah, man. Hey, man, and it just, like, disrupt the
2: whole basketball season. Oh, that long West Coast trip, man. <laughs> that long West Coast trip.
3: I was thinking about that. Anyway, Bob, listen, we can't let you go without having uh, your thoughts on the in-season tournament and in its inaugural season. You know, I thought it was a success, didn't you guys? I did. I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was I good. It was, uh, Sam didn't like the something- floors. He didn't like the way the floor was was, too
1: bright. (laughs) I think it was something that was needed. It gave the players a jolt. They're so competitive. So you get them something to play for and you see that come out. You know, a guy like LeBron, who has nothing to prove to anybody, anywhere, anytime, took it to heart, wanted to win it, and did. So I think it was a good thing. I think there'll be some tweaks going forward, but I like it. Uh, I do think there are some unintended consequences that are going to come out of it. And that is the way they had to reschedule games. The Knicks, let's say you're fighting for a sixth seed versus a seventh seed. And all of a sudden you look at that Knicks schedule, they got to play Milwaukee five times. Nobody else has to play Milwaukee five times. They've got to play, you know, these, these tougher teams just because they made it. So Philadelphia, you know, gets Washington as an extra game. And if you get a seed higher, just the fact that you had another game against Washington, uh, there's some inequity in that. So I think when we get to March and April and and some of these inequities are are more pronounced, uh, you might hear some complaining. So the tweaks will come, but overall, Greg, I liked it. I thought it was good for the game.
2: All right. But before we let you go, there's football today. You watching any football and
1: who do you like? Oh, yes. Yeah now that i'm home haven't been home in a month so yeah i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to watch the uh, playoff games tonight for sure but i'll still have the nba on in my iPad
2: okay all right fantastic fantastic well we appreciate you spending some time with us happy on this, new year uh, on this new year's day a happy new year to you look forward to seeing you down at state farm and lots of home games coming up this month lots of opportunities for people to get out and see the hawks in person here in town Now let's get things turned around and get this season going in the right direction.
1: Yes, sir. Guys, happy new year to you all and to all the fans listening. Wish you a healthy and prosperous 2024.
3: There you go. Sounds like he just just ended the broadcast, didn't it? Sounds like the end of the Hawks broadcast. Let's go to commercial. (laughs)